Captain DeBridge. Spock here. Make it so. Surrender is not an option. Attention crew of the Enterprise, this is James Kirk. We are all explorers, driven to know what's over the horizon, what's beyond our own shores. We would have helped you get home if you had asked. That's who Starfleet is. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to a special patron-only episode of The Secrets of Star Trek. Joining me today are Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. Hi, Jimmy, and Father Corey Stiga. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? I threw myself off for a second there. Uh, so, Star Trek First Contact Day is April 5th, and it's Star Trek's attempt to recreate what Star Wars does with May the 4th. And so we had April 5th this past week, and Paramount Plus, the parent company of all of the Star Trek properties, used the occasion to make all kinds of announcements about upcoming Star Trek uh, uh Productions. That's what I want to say. And so as a special benefit to you, our patrons, we're discussing all the news and the trailers for the new seasons of existing shows and some all new shows. So let's uh, jump into it. First, I, I should mention what we don't have is we don't have news on we don't have much news on Strange New Worlds. That's the Captain Pike series that's coming. We just know we already knew that it was in production and that we have a cast. Uh, so that's about it on that. Uh, any Anything else you guys know on that besides? 2022 is supposedly the date they're going to, re- is sometime end of 2022 is supposedly when it's supposed to come out. That's all okay. we really know right now. So Okay. But uh, we we will have Anson Mount and Ethan Peck and Rebecca Romain and uh, all of that. So that, and plus some new crew members, actors I don't really recognize, but probably people, you know, with the crew of the ship. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to have another. A story where we feature the Enterprise. Like, like, I mean, that's that seems to be Star Trek. If, to if me. they write, if they write Strange New Worlds as well as they did the 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 Pike the Pike episodes season. of mm-hmm. Pike season of Discovery, it should be really good. And if they do, it, there's rumors that they're going to go back to the more of the story of the week type episodes instead of the big overarching storyline. Uh-huh. That actually could work really well for that. You know, if they do like a ten episode. You know, it's just in independent stories of the Enterprise type of thing. Cool. cool. And even even the title of the series suggests that. And I think they've indicated pretty strongly and that that's the direction they're headed. I mean, there may be some season arc, but it may be more right. like what we get on Doctor Who. Yeah. Yep. Where it's yeah. kind of a tag on to the episodes. But so that'll be nice. That'll be nice to see kind of the, you know, Alien of the Week, Planet of the Week type of thing again, because I, I know people have been calling for that with discovery being basically here's the big story arc and we're going to talk about it right right well another uh series that does uh story of the week so far is lower decks which we're Mm going to get first we're going to get a 12 episode season starting august 12th of 2021 this year uh and we got a trailer which was a lot of fun. It seems just mm-hmm. as madcap as the first season was, right? And they're picking up from where they left off, which has uh, Boimler on the Titans. Yes. And, uh, it, but he's going to apparently fairly quickly work his way back over to uh, the ship with the others. The Cerritos. Right? Well, yeah. he's, he's, he's seeing that being on a hero ship isn't quite all as cracked <laughs> up to be as they're being you know blasted and Riker's using strange uh, jazz, uh, jazz, jazz references. And, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that means that we're going to get Jonathan Frakes back as, as the over-the-top Riker, which is uh, just a, a delight because Riker already is kind of over-the-top, so Getting this portrayal of him is just a lot of fun. I really have, I really enjoy that. 
Uh, he fits well in a comedic context. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike McMahon, yeah. the showrunner for Lower Decks, has said that other series like Deep Space Nine are going to be incorporated into the series as well. Because we've so we've had TNG mm-hmm. brought in, like with Riker and that sort of stuff. But we're going to get connections to other series uh, that have preexisted as well. So that should be interesting. There, there is one TNG reference that we get in this this teaser where we get Mariner and the uh, Cardassian. Four, there are four lights interrogation yes, yes. room. Yeah, yes, yeah, she, she's with uh, Gul Madred and she's got him in a headlock, which <laughs> looks pretty funny. Uh, there's also another TNG reference, which is uh, we see Mariner wearing the uh, the outfit for the Embo Jitsu Ultimate Martial oh. Art. <laughs> <laughs> from the TNG. worst early <laughs> TNG episodes. Yes, it's it's the ultimate martial art because you can't see your opponent because <laughs> hmm. they have a uh, uh, visors Visor. on that blind yep. them. Yep. Yeah, so that was from Icarus Factor with the TNG second season. Uh, we get some TOS references. We get the Mugatu, the horned mm-hmm. white gorillas, white gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gorilla unicorn. Yeah, which ransom. Talks about in the first season, Ransom's the uh, executive officer of Cerritos. Uh, he talks about encountering them in the first season. But we're apparently going to see Mugatu and the Mugatu are going to be uh, menacing some Denobulans, which uh, Dr. Flox's race, uh, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen s- since Enterprise. Uh, so that's interesting. And uh, Packleds are back. Packleds were a major problem at the end of the first season. Right. And if you don't remember them, they're from the Samaritan Snare, which is a bad uh, TNG episode. The Packleds are like obese and dimwitted and yeah. and it's like make ship go fast now. <laughs> right. Yet they're spacefaring. So we are strong. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of scavenger race, that kind of deal. I think one of the things that that Lower Decks does really well is they take all of these bad elements like not just exclusively mm-hmm. like four lights was a was one of the best tng episodes so they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing that but they what they really excel is taking the things that we all as fans go oh 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 and they they turn them into funny bits they turn them into yeah. fun aspects of the show which is what ds9 did with the Ferengi and totally yep. redeemed them right right exactly it, yes because exactly. the Ferengi were horrible on tng Yes, and then as we talked about on the the episode the, the Nagus, they turned him into something completely different and ma- redeemed the, the the Ferengi. So, any anything else you want to say about the new season of Lower Decks that we got coming? Well, not in particular, but if people want to see these trailers, they can go on YouTube and just type in the right. name of the series and trailer. Yeah, I'll have and links there are also, also. Yeah, there are also analysis videos with like here's all the stuff from the trailer. I'll put a bunch of links on the Patreon post that you'll you'll see uh, on on Patreon. Father Corey, what do you think of this? What we saw of from this trailer? Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I you know I I wasn't I wasn't sure about Lower Decks when it first came out, and I've fallen in love with it. And I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to August. So it's August twelfth is when the first episode is going to drop, and I can't wait. Yeah, and they'll they'll drop weekly. They said that they're going to go weekly. And this time, I think we're all in agreement. We're going to cover these like we would a regular like, you know, live action Star Trek series week mm-hmm. by week. We'll cover it because Lower Decks does deserve to have a week by week treatment. Uh, because and was, I know. feel entirely vindicated in that decision because <laughs> yeah. that's what I said from the start. I'm gonna yeah, we, my- we can argue about it and <laughs> we decide to do it as the, the patron exclusive. And it's like, no, this needs to be a regular. Frankly, this needs to be a regular episode compared to 
the next thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do. That actually gives me an idea, Jimmy, for some swag that was some merchandise. I'm going to, we're going to need to make a Jimmy was right t-shirt. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be a good shirt to have. Jimmy was right. Uh, we could use that for a lot of different uh, shows. So, uh, all right. So that's, that's pretty much it for lower decks. There was a bunch of Easter eggs in the trailer, just like they oh, always yeah. do. They're dropping lots of references to uh, all the different other Star Treks, but uh, let's talk about, Discovery. Apparently, Discovery. So uh, there'll be twelve episodes of Lower Decks starting mid-August. My guess is Discovery will co- will follow on immediately after the end of that season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because it does say twenty twenty one, that doesn't leave a whole lot of twenty twenty one left after that. So Discovery is back. Uh, we have in the trailer we're we're told right off the bat to, that the theme in this season is togetherness. <laughs> And we're not alone. Uh, yes. What a spoiler, Dom. I mean, <laughs> leaves a dramatic tension for people. <laughs> yes, we're we're all together again. Uh, Burnham is clearly now the captain, which is kind of funny, yep. given that the big the big thing about Discovery when they were talking about it was this is going to be a series that doesn't focus on the captain, but on the other parts of the crew. Well. I guess you just realized he couldn't sustain that. You have to have a captain, and the captain is, well, by definition, the leader. Well, it wasn't even the captain. It was just Burnham. It was the focus, because even the other parts of the crew for the first season were anonymous, yeah. other than Lorca and Saru. Right. And, and now all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, and Tilly. But, you know, it's like half the bridge crew, it's like, who are these people? And right. only finally in the last season or two, we've kind of figured out who they are. So Kind of. Kind, kind of. of. <laughs> right. So I will say I like the new uniforms. I like the I, new uniforms. I was going to comment. Everyone's wearing Babylon Five uniforms now. Yeah, <laughs> right. They do. Well, they do look more military. They do look more, you know, more professional than the previous well, ones. So. And they look like the rest of Star Trek, right? They don't, mm-hmm. They're not the blue jumpsuit of the Enterprise, you know, vintage. You because know, it sort of it's kind of a uh, evolution from the Enterprise, but now it looks like the rest of the series. With the red and the yellow and or gold, sorry, and although and hospital and medical is still white, but I think uh, science is is blue. Uh, blue, yeah, I think they're still doing that. So Burnham's captain. Where is Saru? We do see him in the trailer, though. Yeah, so he's apparently going to be in the series, but I don't know how much. Yeah, we do see other Kelpians. So when we ended season three, he was going on. He was with. Uh, the the Kelpian who destroyed the universe and mm-hmm. <laughs> was going to reintroduce him to Kelpian. So maybe that's what he's doing in this season is finding his people and bringing this guy back, perhaps. So there's that. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard a rumor that we're going to get a Denobulan character who plays a regular role this season. So I hmm. thought that was interesting. Yeah, they didn't show him yet. They, you know, yeah. they showed that uh, uh, the Trill storyline is going to continue and, and- it, it's pretty clear that this is going to be now we're going to make the Federation come together again. You know, well, let's mention that because there's Admiral Vance is going to be back clearly because we hear his voice and we don't see mm-hmm. him. But we looks like we see some Federation civilian leader who's like shaking hands with the Vulcan leader in what may be the beginning of a reconciliation with the Federation. And there's some big new threat that apparently is going to be what they're going to use to drive everybody back together. Yep. Right, a, gr- a, a super anomaly, a super a, gravitas- gravitational anomaly. Right. Five years, five light years across that moves at random through the galaxy. So, um, well, you got to have something, I suppose, and it's yeah. as good as anything. 
So something we might want to talk about is something Father uh, Corey alluded to. Uh, we really, as a group, all three of us have said we enjoy lower decks and want mm -hmm. to talk about it. We also privately have talked about, and publicly, I think, have talked about our lack of enthusiasm for discovery. And one of the things that we've noticed is our download numbers for the podcast drop when we're going through a discovery season, perhaps because not everybody has the Paramount Plus or, you know, for whatever reason, they're not enthusiastic about discovery. But we may, as a result, fold discovery into our regular rotation rather than covering it every week, week by week when the new season is on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and that's something that, you know, our patrons could help guide us in because if they're really enthusiastic about no 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 we want to we want to hear discovery broken down live as it's released we'd want to know about that mm -hmm. but on the other hand if the patron feeling is yeah we're not as excited about this and and we'd rather hear about other potentially more interesting episodes as part of the regular rotation then maybe we'll put discovery in the regular rotation we don't plan at this point on not covering it Right. But we just may not cover it live. We'll we'll do like we're doing with season one right now, where we're going back and talking yeah. about each episode as we come through in rotation, and we'll just jump to season four when that time when we right. finish up season one. But as you said, we we were so enthusiastic about lower decks that we're going to go through lower decks as it comes out, just because yeah uh, we know it's going to be awesome. Good. Uh, <laughs> it's fun, yeah. <laughs> but then that raises some questions about how we handle Picard as well later on, especially if we haven't gotten through all of Discovery's fourth season and the new Picard starts and how do we deal with that and do we and that's more things that patrons can give us exactly. feedback about yes, yes. we'd love to hear what do your... you want to hear yeah you really help guide how we do the show so we, we want to hear from you on what you would like all right now let's move on to Picard because that was the next uh, show that they they talked about and Picard is coming in 2022 when we don't know there's sort of a, a an unknown time frame on that but 2022 and the big takeaway from the, the second season of Picard is the return of Q. John DeLancey and, is coming And back. time travel. And time travel, and time, yeah. which Patrick Stewart uh, referenced. He said, we're going to be look, seeing all kinds of new places and times. He said this in the, the mm -hmm. first contact day interview. So there's clearly going to be uh, time travel. John DeLancey, in his interview, referred to a shattering moment in Picard's life. So another... Uh, clue to what this season is going to be about. We know that Whoopi Goldberg is coming back to do Guinan. Um, <laughs> and if Picard is going through time and presumably his own timeline, then perhaps we're going to see a bunch of other characters from that we've, we've either heard referenced or seen previously in Star Trek. And apparently there's a Deep Space Nine tie-in because visually they don't talk about it, but visually in whether it's the real Chateau Picard, you know, den, or it's the mm -hmm. holographic Chateau Picard den, we see a reconstruction of an artifact from Bajor that mm -hmm. we've seen before in Deep Space Nine in the episode The Reckoning, where the Bajoran archaeologists have dug up this artifact. It's got a bunch of writing on it. It says, Welcome, Emissary. And it sets up this event called The Reckoning, which they never fully explored. I mean, they it got kinda, interrupted. It, it, yeah. yeah, it got interrupted involving the Paw Wraiths and the Prophets. And then Cisco smashed 
the uh, the artifact. And Kai Wynn actually was the one who interrupted it. But it looks mm-hmm. like Picard has the remains of that artifact and has largely put it back together. And since the prophets are also wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, that mm-hmm. could be part of what's going on, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we, we see in his, his studio a, a model, of the stargazer looking, you know, abused. So we might see the actual battle that caused him to vacate right. the stargazer, abandon the stargazer and so on. And that so would have been another shattering moment in his history. Yep. Right. Yes. And uh, losing your losing your ship and his yep. best friend, uh, uh, Beverly Crusher's husband. Yep. Yep. Jack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jack. Yep. Um, we also in in the in the so the teaser is a kind of a fly through the is the the office at the Chateau Picard right and there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things uh, that are little Easter eggs. Uh, we have the painting of the Enterprise D and the volumes of Shakespeare that were in Picard's ready room, as well as mm-hmm. a sextant from the ready room, um, an alien there's artifact. His chair. Yeah, there's his chair from his his office chair from his quarters. With that also has the. Uh, Mintakin tapestry that he gets from the proto Vulcans mm-hmm. from that episode mm-hmm. uh, who watches the watchers or I think is what it is. Yep. Um, there's, we see a very close uh, close up of two books uh, stacked on each other. Paradise lost Milton's paradise lost and a Dixon Hill novel, the long dark tunnel, which is a, a not a real book. It's from the mm-hmm. TNG episode. And it's credited to Tracy Torme, who is a writer from the, uh, Original. the first season of TNG. Yeah. Right. So what I'm really hoping, yeah, yeah. What I'm really hoping for in this one is the return of Benjamin Cisco. Mm. Yes, I think that would be very interesting to see Avery Brooks come back because, yeah, because Cisco, you know, went into the the wormhole and there was never, I, I there was always the hope. My hope, let's put it that way, was we'd get from uh, TNG movies to DS9 movies, and we never got that. Mm-hmm. Because I want to find out what happens to Cisco. Why did he go into the thing? What what was the reason? Why was he chosen? All that sort of stuff. Well, as you know, that was all a patched up thing at the last minute because the original plan was to turn him into a prophet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that was Iris Stephen Burr's plan. And Benjamin Cisco said, whoa, wait a minute. Um, Cisco has just conceived a child. I don't like the messaging of a black man abandoning Abandoned. his family. He right. cannot mm-hmm. just go become a prophet. And so they had the I'll be back sometime, maybe tomorrow and maybe yesterday thing. Yeah. 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 And I know in books they did recover his character. His character yes. came back. But of course, in unlike Star Wars, there's really no canon in at least alpha canon in books in right. Star Trek. That's right. That's right. They don't, they don't work. They don't all work together. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, the DS9 tie, DS9 tie in would be very interesting. And I'd, I'd be curious to see how they would do that. Um, or whether maybe it's just, we get O'Brien back because he's a TNG, mm-hmm. you know, and we have Colin Meany show up. That would be really cool too. Actually. Yeah, he's, he really didn't sound very interested in, in reprising his character. He, no. he did an interview a couple of, about a month or so ago and he, oh, okay. he's like, nah, I really don't want to go back. You know, you it, call, was, it was call Meany. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he really didn't sound interested in in co- going back reprising O'Brien. So interesting. Uh, it does what look a, like Q obviously is going to be a big part of the season, though. I yeah, think yeah. it's going to be like it's going to be like the overarch is going to be because at the end, John Delancey laughs and says the trial, it, it the trial never, never ends, ends or the trial, yeah. the trial never ends. So I think it's going to be like we're going to go back to the trial. Yeah. Also, so that, you know, the trial shows up 
in the pilot encounter at Farpoint, and then it shows up in the fin- series finale, All Good Things. And then there's that there's that episode in the middle where Picard, uh, you know, sort of dies and has It's a Wonderful Life where um, Q takes him back to a key turning moment where he was stabbed through the heart by a Nausicaan and how he reacted to that and how it led to him either becoming or not becoming the man he is. So I'm guessing we're going to be playing heavily with that theme, only we're going to go back to the Stargazer this time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, to to kind of lead lead us in that direction, visually in the te- the teaser, it ends with a view of a Queen of Hearts card playing card on a table, and it, as it blows away and leaving only the cue behind, and then then we hear now the the one of the YouTube videos that an, analyzes the trailer makes a, a a point which says in the first season of Picard we saw the, the that Queen of Hearts playing card in the dream sequence with data at the very beginning where data plays a hand of five queen of Queens of hearts or queen of hearts cards. And I wonder, is this a data reference as well? Maybe because if he goes back in time or it, it could be somehow they've set up the Q thing very subtly in season one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the time travel makes everything possible. It means you could you could encounter any character, living or dead, and so I, that's why, why I was thinking of perhaps mm-hmm. uh, Data would be back because he was so popular <laughs> last season. But uh, we don't know anything about the rest of the crew, right? Everyone that that uh, Rafi or whatever we haven't heard. Like I think we've heard externally, but we don't see them in anything about them in the teaser, right? No, but they're a part. They're apparently his regular crew now. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So and Brent Spiner is supposed to be back. We're playing soon. Yeah. Inigo soon. All right. So that would be season two of Picard, and uh we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh the fourth series, am I right? Am I, uh, I can't, I'm not mm-hmm. counting right, is yeah. a is called Star Trek Prodigy. I don't have a date on this. I don't know if you guys saw a date when they expect this to come out, but my guess is next year. Yeah, I think it was 2022. This is the Nickelodeon series. It's computer-generated animation, and it's about... My sense is it's basically space cases. Um, I don't know if you may recall, back in the 90s, Bill Moomy and Peter David created a series called Space Cases about a group of... It was live action. It was about a group of misfit kids from different planets who find a spaceship and get lost in space and have a Voyager-like experience played partly for comedy and partly for drama okay. and with a great twist at the beginning of the second season where it turns mm-hmm. out one character's imaginary friend has been real all this time. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was meant to go three seasons. It only went two. But this prodigy thing sounds a lot like it because apparently we have a multiracial cast from different planets of young people who find a mysterious derelict spaceship and are under the command of Captain Janeway from Lost in yep. Space. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So Admiral Janeway. Kate, well, yeah. Kate Mulgrew is coming back and she's going to reprise the character, but she's going to be an emergency training hologram in the form ah. of Janeway. And oh, okay. Yeah. And it takes place in the Delta Quadrant five years after the events of Star Trek Voyager's finale. So uh, they so they must come upon either like a Delta Flyer. I don't know if that gets left behind or a shuttle or something, some Voyager technology that had, that had gotten left behind. And Janeway's emergency training hologram is is in it and 
helps them in their adventures. So most and apparently one of the characters is said to have connections to the original series. So interesting. Not sure exactly what that's about. Mm. Uh, It does look from the animation that all the all the characters aside from Janeway are non-human, presumably Mm non-Federation, given that they're in the Delta Quadrant. So we'll see how that goes and whether that whether that works or not. Uh, So it should be interesting. Anything else? Uh, I don't think there wasn't a lot of information otherwise about that series that I could find. No, there's also been a um, there's also they've kept that one pretty close to the vest Mm -hmm. so far. Um, There's also a a scheduling, at least, of Mm -hmm. another Star Trek movie. Right. That's what I was going to get to next. Yeah. Uh They they, uh, June 9th, 2023. So at least two years out. They've put it on the schedule. So that that doesn't mean that doesn't mean much. Yeah. They Mm. may not even have a script or a director or anybody yet. They just said we want. Well, they got it's a. We they know it's a JJ movie, but beyond that, did we have we been told? Because even that, I didn't get the sense that we even I, had I that thought much. It, I thought it sounded like that it, at least you know it was a if it was going to happen, it was going to happen with JJ Abrams type of deal. Yeah, I, I got. I believe I I got that, but I didn't get whether it's going to be another Kelvin timeline or something else. Yeah, right. There, there's no there's no details of plot, and and let's be honest, right now I'm just like. Eh. Whatever. I, I haven't even <laughs> finished watching the last of those by Simon Pegg. Well, yeah. the interesting. So we've had so many rumors of new Star Trek movies over the last few years because we had the Quentin Tarantino R-rated Star mm-hmm. Trek movie, which apparently is now dead. We've had Noah Hawley from who's you, you've uh, like, what is he? He did Fargo a, is the movie he's known for Fargo. OK, yeah. So he was going to do uh, a Kelvin timeline movie. Um, there, there was a talk of a, uh, Pike, um, not Pike, Christopher Pines, Kirk w- with his father, George Kirk played by Chris Hemsworth. That would have happened, which actually would have been fun. Uh, but that's apparently not going to happen. So there's no, no idea of what this would be. And a lot of this has to do with corporate politics and how Paramount and CBS were separate and Paramount owned movie rights and CBS owned TV rights, and they neither of the twins should meet, which is how we ended up with a Kelvin timeline because they had to reboot mm-hmm. it because that's all they could do. And now they're again under the same corporate parent, I think, or something. Something has yep. changed yeah. where they can have more cooperation. And so Viacom, which owned Paramount, bought CBS. Okay, that's and put it under the CBS label. So now it's all CBS Paramount, and that's why now CBS All Access is Paramount Plus. Um, right. It, you know, and then one issue with, with like the Pine, uh, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth uh, movie is in 2009, both of them were relatively unknown. Yeah. <laughs> now both of them are big buck actors. So. Right. Right. And apparently financial considerations were what made that Star Trek four thing fall apart. Yep. Um, now, also, we should be cautious about this because when studios announce dates for franchise tent poles like this, mm-hmm. um, they're essentially marking territory mm-hmm. and saying right. we're planning on putting something out on this date as a signal to other studios. Exactly. Put your thing, unless you want to go directly up against us, know that we're putting something out here. So you can schedule yours away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's effectively a kind of cartel thing, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, to where they're publicly kind of negotiating release dates. But that doesn't mean this is going to happen. 
They, right. the, these dates get announced and then the project falls apart or spins forever in development hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Although on the other hand, just as a sort of devil's advocate version of that uh, or other kind of version of the of way to approach that is now that they have the whole Paramount plus property with all of this Star Trek, uh, you know, being created all these series creating a movie to continue to draw attention to that. I mean, this is what Disney has famously done with its MCU and Star Wars properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just from everything that Paramount is doing with First Contact Day and what I'm going to talk about next, uh, it seems like they're following the Star Wars model very closely. So I'd be curious to see mm-hmm. if they are going to try to make something that connects with the existing series on Paramount Plus. That would be an interesting. I just, I just had a uh, kind of a nasty thought instead <laughs> of Discovery Season 5. What's what's that? Instead of Discovery Season 5, oh. have a Discovery movie. Oh, that could be. Yeah, that would be interesting. Then then just move it into the into the movies. Okay. I that, predict it won't do well. <laughs> I, no, I know. No, yeah. I know. I just that's why I said it was kind of a nasty thought. I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So that would be, and so that's really all we know about a Star Trek movie is a date. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention is that they've put on a schedule uh, Star Trek Mission Chicago in April 2022, which is an, a fan convention a la Star Wars. Uh, their, uh, what do they call it? The Star Wars experience that they do mm-hmm. every year. Star uh, Wars celebration. Celebration. That's right. Um, so. Big, I predict big lots of piece of the action cosplay if they're doing this in Chicago. <laughs> I know it definitely should be, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it'll, it'll be they're trying to you know get the same buzz and the it would coincide with First Contact Day, April fifth, and it's that would be have all the actors there and all that sort of stuff. They're doing it the wrong place. They they can't do it in Chicago. It's it's first contact day. Where did first contact happen? Bozeman, <laughs> Montana, <laughs> which know. is only about two hundred miles from me. I, I don't know. Not even they that. have the convention facilities there. For that. <laughs> uh, they've got a major university there, so yeah, they yeah, can yeah. find it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I just I just wrote that because it'd be a lot easier. I could just drive to Bozeman yeah. for it instead of Chicago. But <laughs> I, I'm 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 with you. Actually, they should have it here in Boston because they're going to be unveiling a Leonard Nimoy statue at the museum of science in boston oh, yeah. in honor of our native son leonard nimoy it's going to be the uh the vulcan hand salute which comes from a jewish uh prayer hand gesture uh that uh leonard nimoy adapted but uh, that's that's really cool i just wanted to mention that and they're fundraising for that now so, so are is it just the hand gesture or is it a whole body just a hand nimoy? Just okay. a hand. Just a hand. Yeah. It, talk to the hand. Okay. Talk, it'll be a giant <laughs> hand. Uh, so, uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. I've seen, I've seen the the renderings of what it's going to look like. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty cool. And uh, the nice thing is, yeah, I, I don't want to get spend too much time on it. It's a personal interest to me, but uh, it's it's really cool. So that's that's all the Star Trek news I've been able to pull together based on all this stuff. It's an exciting time for Star Trek fans. There's lots happening. Lots of new stuff coming, and that's that's really good to hear. Uh, anything left to say about this, uh, Father Corey? Nothing here. Jimmy? Nothing here. Nope. All right. Well, I, I want to throw it to you, uh, patrons. Let us know what you think and of any of this, what we talked about, and uh, what you're interested in, what you'd like to see us do. So we, we do want to hear from you. Uh, we do want to take a moment to thank you, our patrons, who make it possible for us to create the Secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest. We could not do this without your continued financial support. So uh, let us know about what you think by visiting this post on Patreon, leaving some feedback there, or send an email to trek 
at sqpn.com. You can always subscribe to The Secrets of Star Trek. Follow it by visiting sqpn.com slash trek. There are links there to all the various podcast directories. Until next time, Jimmy Aiken, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Star Trek. Thanks, Dom. Father Corey Stika, thank you as well. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. <laughs>